FCC states that radio stations must verbally identify themselves every hour. So, here we go. You are listening to the Winefellers on WHUPLP, Hillsborough, North Carolina. 104.7 is Wine Time with Mark and Joe on WHUPLP, Hillsborough. Is it Monday? Is it 5 p.m.? Are you within a six-mile radius of the Hillsborough Water Tanks Transmission Tower? Then listen to the Wine Fellers on WHUPLP, Hillsborough. Welcome to this week's episode of The Wine Fellers, right here on WHUPLP, Hillsborough, North Carolina. I'm Joe co-founder of TrueBottle.com, your professional source for wine auction prices, and my good feller Mark here, fine wine auction director with Leland Little Auctions. And together, we are the Lovely as always, Mark. Welcome. It is Monday, March 21st, and on this week's episode of The Wine Fellers, The Mailbag. And then our good chum, Alex Badgley, will stop by and perform a killer rosé wine tasting and pairing event. But first, this week's vital life and death wine news. Welcome to North Carolina's only fine wine newscast, where your good wine fellers, Mark and Joe, discuss real wine stories from this week's news, offering you an insider's view into the fascinating and often hilarious world of fine wine, right here on WA. This week on the Wine Fellers News. Do you want to make your own homemade wine? <laughs> Just don't misread the instructions and end up making meth. Want to have a wine party but don't know who to invite? <laughs> Just know all the meerkat experts, monkey handlers, and llama keepers in your life don't mix. And finally, are you worried that drinking a bottle of wine alone at night might seem sad? Well, now you can turn that frown upside down with the Wine Fellers News. Mark? Hey, Joe. Hey, how, how you, you doing, doing feller? Oh, it's so good to be here. 
Oh. We have it was such a great uh, it's such a great day, and we have a great wine tasting event scheduled for uh, for later in the show. This is probably going to be our best show yet. I just have a feeling. When I agree, and when you told me what was in store today, I almost lost it. Yes. So uh, later on, we're going to have a awesome wine pairing event, wine tasting event with Alex Badgley. Yes. And he brought uh, some five terrific rosé wines. All are available. So we just, we, we want to make sure we get to that. So we're going to get to the wine news now. Yeah, let's just get this wine news over with, Mark. Okay, our first story. The mother of a man who has been accused of running a meth lab twice, <laughs> right, twice right, right. said her son was actually making wine. Oh, yeah? Jan nice. Kowalowski said her son, Daniel Kowalowski, wasn't making drugs when police arrested him at a Chicago <laughs> home. Of note, when photographed for a mugshot, Daniel Kowalowski was wearing a Breaking Bad t-shirt. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Oh, my God. According to the Chicago Tribune, Kowalowski pleaded guilty to two drug possession charges. A judge sentenced him to two years of probation as well as community service. Wow. Police acting on a tip went to Daniel Kowalowski's home and found glass beakers, burners, chemicals, and instructional materials for making controlled substances. Twelve jars of psychedelic mushrooms were also recovered. Jeez. He was charged with two counts of possession of a controlled substance and possession of methamphetamine manufacturing materials. Uh, according Jeez, to his Mark, this is a downer. It's terrible. But according to his mother, quote, he had winemaking equipment. <laughs> she went on to say he was a special education student when he was younger who used the equipment to make two batches of wine. She also said she didn't know how the cops oh, could confuse the carboys and pipettes used in winemaking for the beakers and other materials used in the meth lab. Yeah, you know what, Mark? Um, <laughs> tell it to the judge, right? Well, I mean, you know, this is a very quick question. Could meth-making materials be confused <laughs> with wine-making materials? Well, Mark, I just don't have the expertise on the subject uh, when it comes to meth production. Oh, I thought you were going to say wine. Yeah. So, what, so, 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 that, so that's a good question. And um, I'm thinking, obviously, not here. But, you know, the weird thing about the story is that the most recent event, arrest that this uh, young boy had uh, marked the second time a meth lab was found in his home. Uh, oh, he was, yeah. He yeah, was arrested right. in July 2013 after police found a previous meth lab. So, <laughs> so you know, it's, the question is, is, you know, we all live in some, some world of denial to some extent. I mean, it's all admit. We all deny certain sure. things are the way they are. We just do that. Yeah. But, you know, the question is, has this person's mother taken it to another step? Is it is she? Sure, absolutely. You you want to you will deny up and down. You will deny yourself the ability to believe in reality when it comes to your own children. That's right. I mean, she she is convinced it's wine. He's making He's been making wine, wine and this is a horrible mistake and look, the you know, the jurors will find him innocent. And she also, one of her, uh, one of the things that she said to to justify this is she said that he is a special education student, and I think making wine or meth is probably a pretty complicated process. Probably so. Well, best of luck with him and his upcoming court cases. We'll, we'll stay tuned. We will keep an eye on him. We'll just hope for the best. Our next story. A former meerkat expert at the London Zoo has been ordered to pay compensation to a monkey handler. She oh, had, boy. She attacked with a wine glass <laughs> and a love spat over a llama keeper. Oh, no. 
A judge at Westminster's Magistrate's Court <laughs> said Wednesday that Caroline Westlake must pay $1,200 to Kate San- Sanders for assaulting her in a dispute over colleague Adam Davies, <laughs> who had dated both women. What was the—so the man, what was he? Uh, he was the llama keeper. Llama keeper. Yes. Yeah. So then ju- we had a monkey handler. And what was the third one? Meerkat expert. Meerkat The judge said Sanders had suffered a nasty face injury in the fracas from Westlake's wine glass at a zoo Christmas party. Uh, This is horrible, Mark. It is terrible. So, you know, there's there's different morals to the story. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And your thoughts on that? Something about (laughs) wine being mixed up with... uh, <laughs> I'm trying here. Zoo, uh, oh, animal, people. Yeah, uh, you're you're coming. Words are coming out of your mouth there. I can hear them. It just sounded like a good story. Oh, I love it. I mean, that headline alone, man. Like monkey handler. Yeah. Uh, in dispute with uh, meerkat expert over llama handler. Yes, and the worst part about this is Westlake was fired by the zoo after the incident, and the zoo is currently looking for a new meerkat expert. Oh, well, that kind of ends on a positive note. Yeah, All so of our listeners who are meerkat experts. There's an opening. There's an opening. But you know, And apparently they serve alcohol at their Christmas functions. Yes, but you might not be uh, coming into uh, the zoo uh, political environment in such a great way. So just to let you know. That's a good tip, Mark. What's next? Our last story. Is drinking alone pathetic a social a sign of, prob- of a problem? The Wall Street <laughs> Journal recently talked to experts to find out. While wine is a social beverage, there are many reasons why individuals might legitimately drink alone. You know, if you travel alone or if you live alone. But sure. despite this, many people have emotional reasons for avoiding a solo glass. The main reason cited is that they think it seems sad. Huh. But to me, you know, Joe, dinner without wine seems even sadder. <laughs> you know, this uh, they've addressed this issue with technology, Mark. Yes, they we, have. Remember we had the drinking buddy, well, the drink bottle. Oh, I forgot about that. Remember? <laughs> yeah, the drinking buddy. I forgot about But you could also use, you could share your alone drinking experience on Insta Chat or FaceTime. Yeah, right, right. Or one of those. So, <laughs> so more often, more women than men say they won't open a bottle by themselves because they're afraid they might not be able to stop. More men, on the other hand, are less likely to give a second thought to drinking alone. Sure. Now, according to Stanton Peel, an addiction expert, the idea that drinking alone is unhealthy is ridiculous. Yeah, good for him. He, he says if you're an alcoholic, both drinking alone or with others is pro- problematic. It doesn't matter. It isn't the place or the circumstance that matters, but... The effect, the illegal, the legal, social, and medical consequences of drinking. Well, look, I understand what he's saying, right? That if uh, you can drink it alone, you drink it with friends, but it's more of the bigger picture of how does this, how does this fit into your life? Yeah, I mean, if you have problems with drinking, whether you're drinking alone or with other people, I don't think it's going to matter too much. Right, and in fact, some of the folks I'd be worried most about are the ones that buy the robotic drinking buddy so they can drink alone and somehow feel good about feel it. okay with doing that. I agree, Joe. So after reading this story, just to let you know, I bought and drank an entire bottle of wine by myself good. at Weaver Street this morning before work with my breakfast. Good. The story made me feel good about it. And were there folks around you when you consumed this, or was this a solitary kind of consumption? Well, people around me, but I was by myself. Good. And I don't think they looked at me and thought I was sad. 
No. I mean, I look at the guy with the bottle of wine in the morning thinking, <laughs> he knows what he's doing. Right. He's not sad. He knows something I don't. Yeah, that's good, Mark. Oh. I, I, hate, I hate you. We'll ha- I'll have to go with you next time. And then we'll see if it's better with company. And by the way, that's not that's me. That you know, before we hear your letters, because we hear them, that's not me talking. That's Stanton Peel, addiction expert. And that's the news for this week. Find us online at thewinefellers.com and continue the discussion of these groundbreaking stories. This has been another exciting report. From the Wine Fellers News Desk. Welcome. You've got mail. So what you what you what you got? I got mail. So what you what you what you got? I got mail. So what you what you what you got? got Mark, that that never ceases to to amaze me, and I I think your wife is actually still listening to the show, even though yeah, she said she was going to listen to it as long as I played that mailbag intro, but uh, we haven't played it in a while, so so uh, sorry again, Jennifer, that you had to hear that. But Mark, I believe we have some important mailbag letters to go over. Let's hear one in particular. Okay, okay, and this is from the uh, Winefellers mailbag uh, email address. We got a email after last week's show um let me just read it over here the the la- uh, let's see this is uh lisa writing uh, the last time i ate at a local restaurant i ordered some wine by the glass we've all done this mark mm-hmm. uh, much to my dismay the bartender only filled the glass up like 25 percent of the way she writes is this right she wonders and then we've got some thoughts on this we'll go over but uh, she writes sincerely lisa but please refer to me as anonymous <laughs> sorry lisa didn't catch that till just now. Um, Mark, I have my own thoughts on this here. Thank you for your letter, Anonymous. Yeah, thank, thank you. Uh, but uh, we know why this happens. I'm going to let you go ahead and, and let Lisa know why her glass was filled up 25% well, here's of the Here's my understanding. So a bottle of wine contains about 25 ounces, so it's common to see a restaurant divided out into five five-ounce servings. So, But, you know, many restaurants will pour a more generous six-ounce serving. Uh, so, but I don't know exactly how many ounces Lisa is getting when she goes to a restaurant and maybe they are shorting her. I don't know. Well, how big is the glass, right? Right. It'd be a big glass and it can look like not very much wine in the glass. So my recommendation to, uh, anonymous is, is that next time you go to this restaurant, what I would do is I would bring an ounces measuring cup and I would pour that wine into your measuring cup. And depending, if it's less than five ounces, then I would feel free to complain away. Yeah, okay, Mark. Uh, for all of our listeners out there who are just tuning in and listening to Mark's sage advice, I'm going to have to say ignore everything he just said. But if I, if you are getting less than five ounces of wine, 
at a restaurant, I think there is a problem. I think if you bring a measuring cup to a restaurant to measure the wine they're serving you, that is a problem. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. <laughs> well, eh, 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 stop. No, wait. Measure, you know, pour right. it into your measuring glass, Look, yes. up, hold it up to the light. Yeah. Mm, acceptable. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I think. I think that's perfectly fair. I think. Uh, yeah. Well. Well. Let's. All right. Let's. Let's ditch that uh, argument there. Okay. That line of, of thought. I think that we've gone over it before. Why you you want some room for the wine to breathe in the wine glass? Yes. Right. Which is why the wine glasses are kind of made the way they are. It's all. It's a whole experience of the aromas and the flavors and if you fill this thing up to the brim it can't release those qualities sure but i think there's a there's a happy medium i think that uh i mean some of these glasses can be pretty big and uh and uh you can fill it far higher than some might well in fact uh at we when we have a family trip once a year we went down to the beach last year and um, I was really surprised to see that one of uh, the folks in our extended family brought along their, uh, they got it out of like the Air Air Mall magazine. You order stuff on planes, sure. right? Sure. And this was a wine glass that bragged about the fact that it could hold an entire bottle of wine in it. Oh, I've seen these. I mean, and it's just like, the, it holds <laughs> an entire bottle of whole, wine. I mean, I think... Yeah, sure, that sounds weird or, or wrong uh, on the face of it, but it, there's a lot of effort that goes into continuously pouring wine into your glass. <laughs> and I think this is a way to, you know, you don't have to get carpal tunnel. <laughs> you uh, And then you can actually keep better track of what you've consumed. Because <laughs> if you keep on pouring glass after glass, you forget how much you've had. Oh, my gosh. I was When, it, when I saw that thing, it's giant, by the way. Yeah. I mean, it's just huge. Um, yeah, an entire bottle of wine. Well, now, so so maybe she is complaining about that. Well, your birthday's coming up, Joe, and uh, so I think uh, I know <laughs> what I'm going to get you. Yeah, but I, and I want this. Oh, I good, definitely good, do. Good. But I need a wine yoke that will fit the dang thing. Oh, see, I don't know if they make those. Well, I'll make a custom one for you. <laughs> yoke it up, Mark. Well, uh, Lisa's anonymous. I appreciate you calling with the uh, wonderful question. It is a very good question. And uh, let me know how that works for you when you bring your ounce measuring cup and whether you get five ounces of your most precious wine. Thank you, Lisa and Jennifer. Once again, I'm so sorry. Mail! 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 My favorite segment of the week. Your good fellers, Mark and Joe, explore the exciting world of tasting and pairing wine. And remember, we're always on the lookout for suggestions from you. So let's pop the cork right now on this week's episode of The Wine Fellers. Now, Mark, this intro to the... uh, We've got to the pairing segment of the week. Again, one of my most favorite songs I've ever heard that, that you wrote. Uh, but even more exciting yes. is the pairing 
we've got here right now. Tell me who we are in the studio with. This is probably most, our most exciting pairing yet. We have Alex Badgley, our good fr- Weinfeller's good friend of the show. He's been on numerous times. We always love to have him every time. <laughs> Hello, Alex. Hello. Alex, what did you bring for us today? Well, I have brought a bunch of rosé to taste. So now that it is springtime, it is the fabulous springtime of wines segment, I would say. Mm. Rosé is the area we are going to focus on today. I'm so glad you're here. After calling in traffic last week, uh, I was, right. yeah, and we talked about rosés, I mean, to see this uh, here today is really a dream come true. Oh, yes. And this is very timely because we've, uh, I think our last show we read in report, that millennials are changing the face of drinking wine, and they are actually drinking much more rosé, I think, than any other varietal. That's right. That is correct. Um, Just to give a little background to rosé, these are some takeaways. Uh, So rosé is the fastest-growing wine style in the United States. Mm -hmm. Um, France's Provence region is the benchmark for rosé. And then we'll get down into, so serving temperature, between 50 and 54 degrees Fahrenheit, but that... For all rosés. No, that's that varies a little bit. Uh-huh. So this is just kind of a... It's not set in stone. Uh, a lot of them actually put the temperature on the back of the bottle, what it should be served at. Nice. So, But all of them are generally a little cooler. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, yes. You can go... You know, you don't want to go as cold as champagne. Champagne gets down in the 40s because mm-hmm. when you get something too cold... You lose flavor. It's hard to taste it. Yeah, yeah it's hard to taste. Yeah. It becomes kind of metallic, uh, so you want it to come up to temperature. So a lot of it, to me, is to do it based off of what are you tasting? Does it taste? The, do you have it too cold? You know, pull it out of the refrigerator. I'd let it sit for five, ten minutes. Let it come up and taste it. Sure. And, and if it's still metallic-y or just dead in flavor, give it a little more time. Interesting. This is wonderful. So so before we begin, also in the studio, we have uh, Jennifer Solomon, who is, that's right, my wife. Hey, Jen. And, uh, she's going to join us in the wine, t- wine tasting because she loves rosé wines yeah, as well. So we had, to, we had to bring her along for that. And we needed to decide that, bef- we needed to let you know that before we embark on the rosé wine tasting process, that uh, we are going to be doing some wine pairing with this. And oh boy! We have uh, with every rosé, we have the same thing to pair with because we thought about what would be a good thing to pair with. Correct. We're pairing it with brie. Mm-hmm. Why? Why would we pair? Uh, first of all, why would you pair a rosé with brie cheese? You think it's not overly offensive? Yeah. I mean, really, you don't want you don't want a cheese to overpower what you're tasting. You want it to complement. So, for instance, I mean, I love blue cheese and blue cheese and sauterne. Mm. It's yep, a, it's I'm a the same way. great pairing, yes. but if you put blue cheese with a rosé, you won't taste anything but the blue cheese. Very so. true. And rosé is just a, you know, kind of a milder taste, more of a delicate. And, uh, and then we also, uh, with a wine pairing, we have a, a, a meat tray. I bought this uh, in the uh, sale section. It said re- <laughs> reduced... Uh, reduced for sale. <laughs> Immediate, Immediate consumption. consumption. Well, yeah. we are on a budget at uh, the Weinfellers, and the meat seemed good to me. So we are having uh, a tray. I don't know if this is, I guess it's salami and some other things that you know, we're uh, it's also delicious, eating Mark. with a rosé. Some of these meats might be a little strong for the rosé, but uh, I, you know, I just like these kinds of uh, dry uh, cured meats in general. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Absolutely. So, um, so now that we've talked about food pairings, another takeaway. Uh, so, uh, white meats, 
pies, mm-hmm. grilled fish, uh, white rind cheeses such as camembert and brie, mm-hmm. um, prosciutto, so cured meats of sorts, Perfect. Um, hams. You know, like I think when we talked a couple weeks ago, uh, rosés. Um, you know, for the Easter. Yeah, and they have absolutely. a ham that's salty and that yeah, kind of so sweet to it. So, um, so yeah, uh, they're just fun, fun wines. And if you just want to quaff on on their own, you can. I mean, they're just fantastic sipping wines. Just something to drink uh, at the end of a of a hot, you know, spring summer day. Yeah, and yeah. A, and another thing that I like about rosés, and I'm sure Alex will uh, let us know about later, is that a lot of these wines are actually pretty reasonably priced. I mean, you're not going to break the bank as you might with some French Bordeaux or Burgundies to uh, get a great tasting rosé. Correct. Wow. Um, we will have one region that I'll talk about which can get more pricey, um, but still in the grand scheme of what wines cost, this sure. is very, very reasonable. Right, because as we've seen, you know, obviously uh, highly sought after wines can, can fetch $10,000 a bottle. Exactly, yeah. and you know, so, and we're not talking about that kind of money here. No, no. With this, <laughs> with this kind of wines, you could, you could, you could purchase five thousand, no, five hundred of them. Yeah, five hundred <laughs> bottles. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, for That's millennials for that you know the millennials that don't have deep pockets, and these are pretty forgiving wines. Do have you have, lots a, do of you have a thought of yeah. why millennials are are going after rosés? Like, because my generation actually tried actively stayed away from them and i'm just kind of curious what your thoughts i'm not really sure i do have a thought okay um, what's that it's grandma's white zinfandel mm-hmm. you mean it was a <laughs> it's what grandma drank it's man what grandma was... drank oh okay um and that they were always really really sweet wines See, that's my theory is that millennials are my, I think my, so. my millennials grew up on soda and this you know sometimes rosés can be a little sweeter than mm-hmm. other wines a little bit more um, candy like, and so maybe that was it, but I could be wrong. Yeah. My theory no, is it's, yeah. it's uh, lighter on the bleached teeth. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. you don't have to have a straw, don't have to have That's that right. expensive straw mm-hmm. you can order online. It's like a strawless red wine. Oh, very good, brilliant. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah. Good job, millennials. <laughs> yeah. Good job. Uh, Look at us just getting into the mind of the millennial. So, you know, I touched upon the whole white Zinfandel. So, the term white like white Zinfandel or white Merlot, white means sweet. It's not bad to chill into slushies. So All right. That's mm. one idea. And they do say that it's difficult to pair with food. I don't necessarily agree with that because there is sweet to it. You put something salty in a cured meat. Absolutely. I think would, would work. But Which that's trying. where white Zinfandel comes into play. It's not white, okay. obviously. It's sure. rosé in, sure. in color. And, Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, so that's another takeaway. Right, and so, uh, and very quickly before we get to the wines, you know, any grape can be rosé, uh, any red grape can be, let's say, be a rosé, but it's what about the grape itself makes a rosé wine? I think what it is is that... Mark, are you telling me that the, there's not one particular grape that makes well, a rosé? Could you make a rosé out of a muscadine grape? You could, and, and I think yeah, what, okay. what makes a rosé is that it has very little contact. It's the skin is what make, gives a wine its color. And when you're oh. making the wine, the skins are uh, do, the skins are removed in, early on in the process. That is correct. Or nice. they can actually add just juice. Exactly. So they can do it with skins or with just juice. Sure. Because all wine starts out clear. 
clear liquid. I guess so, right? And all the flavor that you get in red wines mm-hmm. comes from the skins. Wow. And based on the size of that, that fruit, you know, Cabernet is a really, really small berry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it has, so the amount of, the, the ratio of juice to skin more skin to juice, yeah. so it's going to be more intense. Also, thicker skins, whereas you go to, like, Pinot Noir, it's a very thin-skinned uh, uh, berry. And sure. And it's also larger, so it has more juice in it. Excellent. So That's good. That's great. I had, I had not realized that. It is. So mm-hmm. before we try, uh, we start the uh, our, the first one. It looks beautiful, by the way. Um, there, uh, there are probably, my understanding, there's five S's of things we're going to need to do. Yes. So the five S's um, of tasting wine. First, you need to see it or look. The five S's, it, it's easier to remember. I mean, you don't want to say it's one L and four S's. <laughs> so I just, it's five S's. So you got to see, you got to look at the wine because wine, all wines come with different color. Right. Um, you can look at clarity. And generally what one does is you, if you have a white sheet of paper or a countertop for Micah, like here up here in the studio. Sure. Um, you angle it away, the glass away, at a 45-degree angle. Yep, and look at it over something white, which helps. Yep, and so then you can actually see what color you're, um, you know, you're looking at. Uh, so, um, you know, for instance, uh, just to back up, because I think this first wine will tie into the explanation. Sure. So this first wine that we're tasting is Bouglier Rosé d'Anjou. It's a 2014 from the Loire Valley. Wow, and it retails for ten ninety nine. So ten ninety nine, folks. I mean, wow. this is that's uh, killer. Very good. Yeah. Yes, we'll have to try it first, but it that's <laughs> a good price point. Yes. <clears throat> so so when we're looking at the color, um, I mean, it's a real faint. I almost honestly, it looks almost very faint, peachy, um, very delicate petal color. I mean, I can and, see and, that. and and everything is left to interpretation. You know, we talk about flavors and yeah. smells and this and like. You know, if you've never tasted, uh, um, you know. A banana, for instance, and it has a banana aroma in it. How would you know? Sure. So there's always going to be aromas that you did you don't necessarily get, mm-hmm. and it's because your palate's never been exposed to, yeah, said flavors. Exactly. And so the first S, and this is to me, it's beautiful. It's like a beautiful. I see it as kind of a pink grapefruit color, and it's a, mm-hmm. um, and so this is the C part, the, the first S, and so we're looking at this right now, and we're. Um, we're s- s- and uh, it's just a, a beautiful color. It's very see-through, mm-hmm. um, and so that's a, a first clue of how uh, what it, to expect. What so, to expect? So the lighter the lighter the color in a rosé, gen- generally the um, flavors are going to be on the more delicate side. Sure, right. Um, so the darker in color, you're going to look at heavier heavier flavors. Yeah, um, just appearance-wise, this appears to be a very delicate wine. Yes, I would agree. So what do we do next? You got to swirl it in these. Oh, and it's amazing you guys have been upgraded to some um, wonderful stemware. Well, that's thanks to you, Alex. Usually <laughs> we're on a shoestring budget and we're uh, we drink out of uh, wine plastic cups. Uh, sorry, Jennifer, like we I didn't have. have enough glasses. But um, next time, yeah, <laughs> next time. <laughs> but uh, it really does make a big difference when you're drinking nice wine out of a glass than a plastic uh, cup or mug. It, it really does, and th- these are the large wine glasses I was. We were talking about mm-hmm. when we're going over uh, the anonymous uh, emailer. So, uh, so we, uh, so we're gonna swirl. So you and swirl what the wine. What are we looking for when we swirl here? Um, well, 
I'm not going to get into the whole thing about legs. Legs, honestly, um, it comes into how much alcohol is in the wine, and we can actually... Um, actually look at the percentage. We can look at the percentage. Uh, so this is only 11%. So when you think of a lot of big Napa Valley cabs that are 14 and a half, 15, and some z- red zins out of... Um, California at 18%. Wow. Sure. This is really not a high alcohol wine. I've had beer stronger than this. Yeah. So, uh, you know, when you, uh, but just kind of interesting fact, when you're looking at the legs, those are those little thick, clear droplets that come down at the end, uh, at, on the rims of your glass when you swirl the wine in your glass. And it kind of lets you know basically how much alcohol content is. The thicker the legs, the mm-hmm. more alcohol content a wine generally has. Interesting. I'd like to say there's no legs on plastic. <laughs> again yes. very uh, sorry yeah. and uh we'll make it up to you but, okay. but if you're if you're just tuning in uh, this is the if you're just tuning in this is the wine fellers on whup we're listening to alex badgley he is doing a rosé wine tasting with five wines and this is our first wine we're trying the brugriere rosé d'anjou 2014 and uh so what do we do next we've looked at it We've uh, swirled it. Now what do we do? Now you got to stick your nose in that glass. Mm-hmm. And don't be afraid to. Some people mm. just... And, and you have to take long sniffs and short sniffs. Long sniffs. Will, the short sniffs should That's be it. very delicate. In, uh, in, uh, the, the long should be basically really delicate. You just... Because you'll pick up different aromas when you do short sniffs versus long sniffs. Mm -hmm. That's very nice. And, you know, you think about it for a minute. What are you tasting? Sure. So, so, you know, you guys have this wine. um, You've tasted it. What aromas do you get when you taste it? Well, we smelled it. I actually it. smelled it. it Oops, well, I'm, well, Mark, I'm getting ahead of myself. Well, well yeah. I actually jumped right ahead to the final stage well, don't of say anything, swallowing we, it. We're just sniffing so, right now. So, uh, Mark, I'm going to need a little more in my glass so I can uh, continue with the, uh, okay, hold on with the sniffing. So this is, uh, I smell, to me, I, I get two smells. I get kind of a orangey, uh, rindy smell, and then also I get a strawberry smell. That's sort of... My personal subjective experience on this, Alec. I, you know, I get, um, I definitely get strawberry. That's mm-hmm. what I get a lot of. I also kind of get cream. Ah, I yes. get a little cream yeah. to it. Absolutely, yeah. that's so, true. So you think about pairing uh, with this wine. Think of some fresh strawberries. You know what? You're absolutely right. I yes. get. Uh, what's that soda maker? The um, Fanta. No, the fancy one that makes the cream soda. Can't think of the name. Well, uh, um, Doctor Brown. Mr. Brown? Sure, right. they make some. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brown, yeah. they have like a cream soda, and I get kind of that. It's really nice. Yeah. yeah. So There was IBC. They make one, too. Uh, yes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I got that acronym right there. <laughs> so, um, so that, yeah, so that's the, great. So it does uh, it has a wonderful uh, smell. Yep. So w- uh, what happens next? So then you need to sip the wine. And yes. hopefully, Finally. Hopefully you'll pick up what you got in aromas. And what you're tasting. So when you when you sip the wine, you take in a little bit, and you know the professionals they actually cup their tongue, and they pull air across their mm-hmm. their tongue, and they slurp it. That's it, Mark. And they're trying to get more air in there. Yes. And that helps them taste the wine, and you know. What do you think about? You don't have to do it that way. You can no. macerate it around on your palate. Just sure, kind of sure. move it around like mouthwash a little bit now what do you think about after you're done and you do that 
Hey, Mark, you're getting ahead. Yeah, of you're getting ahead. <laughs> we haven't gotten to that yet. Okay, okay. We haven't. So at this point, yeah, haven't gotten there. I okay, mean, I so, like your enthusiasm. Yeah, though, I do Mark. love it. So I, I really like this wine. I tried it, and it's okay. really and I and, and I, I am, am also tasting I all am of these. Sold on this wine. Totally tasting the things that, that we smelled. And I'm trying it with the brie, and the brie's awesome. The, uh, really the meat cuts it, cuts, cuts the, the meat. Uh, this has a touch Please, of Jennifer sweet. Jennifer takes some brie. It not, absolutely This does. is not a bone-dry no. rosé. No, no. It's this a, is a good introductory rosé for people who, you know, it, and I don't, when I mean a hint of sweetness, there's really no, no, nothing. No. It's like biting into a fresh strawberry. It's I mean, sli- it's absolutely yeah. gorgeous. To me, it's slightly tart, really but not overly yes. tart. I think it's great. It's yeah. like beautifully strawberry balanced. Tart. So, um, so do you taste anything different when you're tasting it as opposed to when you smelled it? Um, hold on. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, it's hmm. delicious. It's what are, what are your thoughts, Alex? I think. Well, go ahead. This, Alex. Has this wine surprised you, or is it, or is it pretty much what you expected it would be? It's what I expected to be mm-hmm. because I've actually consumed many bottles of this before so in the past. I love it. I just love. I actually love the wine. I think it's a great introductory wine. So I'm, I'm going to float. I'm going to float something out there. Do you guys know that uh, that circus peanut candy? Have you seen those orange peanut yeah. candies? Uh-huh. Oh, Mark, that's the taste I get. It's you, good. You get oh the ah, orange little on. peanut candy. Yeah. Well, you know what I'm talking about. They have those little peanut candy, like shaped like peanuts, but they're candies and they're orange. Uh, yeah, marshmallow. They're marshmallowy. Yeah, kind of marshmallow. Yeah, but Mark, I'm I'm not getting it. <laughs> I mean, this is much more sophisticated but, than those things. But that does prove that everyone's tasting and picking up it, everyone's palate's unique. Absolutely. Right. Like, I can't tell you you're wrong in well, perceiving that. No, no, but I will tell you that you are. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it brings up a good childhood memory. Yeah. No, no, no. My dad was a dentist. We weren't allowed to have these. But, uh, <laughs> but um, <laughs> that brings up actually a bad memory. <laughs> but, uh, but that, you know, but I, I think this is wonderful. And how how much again? This is uh, ten ninety nine. So you, we could probably get these at many wine stores. I would yeah. think. I mean, these are mm-hmm. probably freely available. So uh, that is awesome. So um, just to uh, to finish out what we do for those five S's. So there was the the you know we we sip it, and you can go one of two ways. You can either spit it. So professionals that are tasting lots of wine, yeah. it will kill your palate to <coughs> just consume, consume, consume. Sure. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So um, can we spit it here? you can spit or savor it, and I am preferably well. leaning towards to the uh, savor. Yes. Well, we didn't bring a, a spit bucket, nope. so we're going to be drinking it, unless you want to spit it into a cup. Here you go. Here's Here's a a we, cup. we have a, the, um, there you go. the recycling bin over there as well. Yep. Cool. Or out the window. Out so, the window. Yeah. Okay, right. So uh, did we? Uh, was it any of the S's that we forgot? Uh, no. Oh, savor. That's good. So that was wonderful. We're so, savoring it, Mark. So yeah. what? What's next? Okay. So um, well, you know, I can. Uh, and we, I want to clear my palate with a brie while you're going on to the next one. Okay. So the next wine up for tasting is a Domaine La Rabute, 2014. This is from Provence. So, you know, we talk about the benchmark. Yeah, you said that is the benchmark for rosés. Yeah, it is. So, uh, 2014, this is 12.99 and um, let's pour this wine. All right. So, we're going up in the price point. Just a little bit, you know. You could maybe you can ask for 10% off when you go buy it. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, I always ask for 10% off no matter what I'm doing. All right. Now, Ooh. Well, easy there, Mark. <laughs> You're getting uh, no, all good, complete all good. Uh, sound effects yeah. here. All right. So, uh, Mark, uh, why don't you uh, take my glass? 
Yeah, I'll, Let's, uh, I'll pour you some wine here. Yep, yep, yep. You're right in front of the mic, so. Okay. So that's great. That's a glug, 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 glug. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So this is a. Uh, this is a thirteen dollar bottle. Thirteen bottles. So we're going up in price and price. You know, and you know that's like a a ten percent raise in price. That's uh, that's uh, it's it's a very different color. Uh, yes. So we're gonna look at the color it first. Is. It is peachier. It is. Yeah. It's peachier. It's uh, kind of orangier almost. But it's uh, it's it's still a very light. Uh, wine that uh, you can see through very easily. Mm-hmm. And if you're just joining us, we are doing a rosé, fabulous rosé wine tasting with Alex Badgley, who brought in five fabulous bottles. Alex! Yeah, and uh, this is a, a, a wonderful wine tasting. So this is, uh, and we'll put up all the wines on the website afterward. Yeah, and, and the takeaways, too. So yeah. uh, you have something to reference. Um, so this is from Provence. Um, so while you guys are um, going through the S's, um, the essence of S's. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, wine wine has been made in this region for the last 2,600 years. Wow. Oh, come on. Ever since the ancient Greeks found the city of uh, Marcel, mm-hmm. yep, in 600 B.C. Holy smokes. Wow. Um, so, uh, well, so they've had, had some uh, use to doing this, so... This is, Ooh, so this is a so whole it's lot a whole different, different it's wine here. Yeah. It's hard to believe yeah. that we're still going to call this a uh, rosé. It's a, it's a completely different wine to me. Now, Jennifer, what are, when you sniffed this, what are you smelling here? <laughs> I mean, because this is a complicated wine here, in my opinion. It's, well, it's not different. as fragrant, I think, as the last one. I think you're right. Yeah. I agree yeah. with you. It's not as fragrant. So I'm trying... I'm not really coming up with much. No, it's yeah. flavor. It's, it's actually coming across kind of funky. Yeah, yeah, it's almost like uh, yeah. it, it's not fruity to me. It's more like a wood. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, smell. Yeah, it's earthy. Yeah, yeah. And I, I yeah, get, exactly. I, mean, I, I think um, like fresh, not cooked. Right. Fresh mushroom. It's kind of mm-hmm. like like a button nose mushroom. You're just yeah. like something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. I get that. Uh, that's Maybe to me, I get a plum. Is what I get when well, I there smell is it. some plum there. And I'll tell you what, when it's I nice. when I sip this, yeah, it, this is like, it's such a refreshing wine. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like uh, so refreshing. It's it's not. It's so laid back. Once that, again, that you're that jumping I, ahead. So here I we go. Am, I have but, to but try it. You got to try it, Mark. But I'm like, I don't want to say it, it tastes watered down. But I just want to say the tastes are so. On the palate, it's just like. So to me, the taste yes. these tastes are more muted than the other wine. They are. Yep. But but. In a lovely way, I mean, I so, would drink this wine again. This so is delicious. this actually might be better with food. The right. acidity, yeah, we'll has, food. The, uh, the acidity has really to gone me, up. All right, so I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm I'm not trying to say anything bad about wines that we drink here, but to me, it's almost a little too acidic for me. This wine, g- g- given that it's a rosé that we're drinking, and you know, rosés you know have some acidity, but mm-hmm. to me, it's it's overpowering the taste. And I just I just feel the acid instead of taste the wine. But that's just my thought on that. I, th- I kind of think the influence is the fact that it's chalky soil. Mm-hmm. The, the soil down there is chalky. So think of um, Champagne. Champagne, we talked about that right. um, several episodes back. Um, that chalky chalky soil has a lot of influence. So the terroir... Um, has a huge influence, and um, but it's growing. I mean, it's nice. Fr- and you still get you know the fruit like we did before, like the strawberry and some raspberry and some other things. But it's a, uh, it's a uh, you know it's a very nice wine. But interesting for the 
for the price point, I actually like that. You know, it's yeah. two dollars cheaper, and I think I like the, the, the first, first one, one. Yeah. Uh, a little bit better. But you it, know, it's my personal palate there. It proves the point that it's not always about the 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 price tag. Yeah. More mm. expensive does not necessarily mean better. I, I like the previous one as well, but something about this wine really intrigues me. This one has a, uh, to really? me, has a better finish. It really does. As a longer finish, meaning after mm-hmm. you drink the wine, it kind of stays with you for a while. So I do like that aspect better about this wine. So um, here's a, I've done this before, so this is kind of a fun, if it, for all the cooks out there, um, all the listeners that are, are cooks and foodies, um, when making a salad, if you take and get some red onions uh-huh. and you dice those bad boys up or rings or what have, or have you, take rosé wine, open a bottle, have a glass Drink first because, yeah, yeah, I have to have the glass first. <laughs> then take some of that rosé and marinate those onions in the rosé. Oh, wow. Then you add a level of complexity you can take to um, to the Wonderful. salad. So you can still use the salad dressing, but you're just going to put some zing into it. And uh, it. with the onions, it's absolutely... It's, I'm going to do that. It, it pops. It actually over. pops. Yeah. I'm yes. Actually, yes. <laughs> yes. Gosh, Alex, this is wonderful. So, uh, so our, third, uh, what's our third wine? Third wine is... Uh, Weinzer Krems Blauer's Weigelt Rosé wow. 2014. Wow. Very good German pronunciation. You, you, you didn't Thank you. You nailed switch it. your radio station, just so you know. No, no. <laughs> you nailed it. You still have WHP. <laughs> <laughs> and the wine growing region is Niederösterreich. All right. In Austria, which is their largest quality wine growing area. Now, Austrian wines, I have to plead a little more ignorance about. I don't. I don't drink too many Austrian wines, and I know for a while there nobody was. But uh, well, why is that, Mark? Well, for a while there, Austria was having some difficulty with their wine production. They weren't making wine to code, <laughs> and uh, but now you know Austrian wines are fine and they're and they're beautiful. And I just don't. I never think about <laughs> about trying them, so I'm really excited about trying this one now. Yeah. So Blauer's Weigelt is the most widespread red wine variety in Austria. Okay. Uh, the wine spectrum of the uh, the Zweigelt, for short, <laughs> and uh, bear with me because you know we have to pour. Did that go down the wrong pipe? Something went poor, down the poor wrong Jennifer. pipe. No, that was the uh, that the was pepper. the meat that oh. was past due mm-hmm. date. <laughs> <laughs> Spicy. Good job on that one, Mark. Uh, so, <laughs> it's the it, the wine spectrum. Uh, it's a wide range from young drinking, non-wood matured versions to strong, firm wines matured in the barrique. And a barrique is a wine barrel, especially a small one made of new oak. Wow, they got their own little thing going on up there. Yes. Austrian wines, um, um, uh, Gruners are another wine. It's their white wine. And they had a quality issue, too, mm-hmm. that really... Um, really set them back. Uh, they're great white wines for the summer as well. But, but nowadays things are fine as far as production issues. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so uh, why not hit up Austria? It's beautiful in the summer, and I bet it's wonderful with a rosé in the spring. So to me, the color, looking at the color first, is uh, similar to the second wine, kind of a bright orange. A little more color. golden in my glass. Yeah, a little more uh, golden. I see that. Yep. Yeah. More brilliant. Uh, I like that. Golden peach. A little starlight. Absolutely. And, uh, and uh, reflective. It's, it's, it's very pretty wine. And I'm going to swirl it. We're going to all Ooh. swirl it, and I'm going to try mm-hmm. it. There's effervescence to this. Yeah. Yes, there is. Oh, this is bubbly. It wow. has a, it has a little bit of effervescence, nice. just like a, a s- just a little bit of bubbles, like a hint of second oh, fermentation nice. has kicked in. 
Wow. That's, That's delicious. delicious. That's nice. It's it's like got this nutty buttery aftertaste mm-hmm. to me. Mm. I like this one. That's Wow. Actually I like stunning that. stunning wow. wine. So this peel. one I really get the orange peel. That's and I, I don't know if and I if anyone else gets that. But uh and then I get a uh I get I, I guess I'm missing that, Mark. Well, then I get uh, I get tangerine. I get tangerine. Yeah, tangerine. Yeah. I can I taste do. that. Uh I get kind of a like a flower blossom. Yeah, bit. you can get. Uh, so there are wines that can come across. What kind of flower? Joe's Floral. Okay, I'm rolling my. Joe's eyes rolling at Mark his eyes right now. <laughs> There's you a know. lot of flowers out there. And I know, you know, for listeners out there, this is what many people don't like about wine and wine tasting. But it's it's fun to see what you taste. <laughs> it's not a problem if you taste something unusual. It doesn't mean that you're strange. It means everyone no, it else doesn't. is. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's right. I didn't say that I tasted uh, um, leather seats, or I didn't, you know, anything like that. Pencil Poopy lead. diapers, you know, pencil lead. Yeah. Poopy <laughs> diapers. Yeah, I appreciate the the, the omission of the Talk. pencil lead comment, Mark. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. This this wine right now, out of the uh, three that we've had, is probably my top one right okay, now. Okay, so that, like that's a great so great point. So uh, so we're on to third wine. Yeah. Um, mm. Rating from one to five, what do we rate um, uh, the uh, Bouglier? We'll do that. We'll do at the very end. You want to do that? Yeah, at, the end? at the very end. Sure. Okay. Because uh, we'll have a chance to try everything first. And we've got we I want and I want to savor these. It's one of the S's. But we have ten minutes. I know. To we savor have to roll. These. We have, to, to, we have to go to that. So we have to do speedy savoring. So, so this is the third wine. And one more time, uh, what is this wine uh, called again? Weinze Krems. Blauer's Weigelt Rosé. And that's, that's great. And, and this is, is Austrian wine. Eleven ninety nine. Wow. Can yeah. you beat that? Oh, fantastic. And it's a beautiful yeah. wine, a, like a little effervescence. And if you're listening to the Weinfellers, which you are, uh, we are doing you a tell them, rosé wine tasting with Alex Badgley. And we're on the third wine. Moving on to our fourth wine. So the fourth wine is, for my personal favorite region, um, it's a Chateau de Cornon. 2014 Bordeaux Rosé, retailing for a staggering $11.99. Holy smokes, we're going all out here. Yeah, we're going, going all out. out. So now, now, tell me, what you mentioned this was from your favorite region. Yes, Bordeaux is my favorite region to drink from. I remember you going over that when we first met on the radio. Yes, I bought a lot of Bordeaux from... Um, from my friend Mark over here. That's right, at the auction house. Mm-hmm. So, number four is a Bordeaux, Bordeaux Rosé, and uh, we're going to look at the color first. And the color, Joe, if you have to <laughs> continuously roll your eyes at me. No, no, that was not an eye roll. Okay. That was more of like <laughs> that a... That was more of a mock. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. That's fine. But this color is more, you, of a, more of a cherry reddish color. Yeah. I would Almost say, like yes. a, a very pale tea. Like a pale tea? Yes, yeah. I can see that. Is that yeah. acceptable <laughs> to you, Joe? I will accept that. You'll, okay. you'll take the pale tea? That's wonderful. Okay. But again, it's Great. very light. You can see through it. It's kind of a brilliant color. And we're going to smell it. And uh, Yeah, well, you're... Oh, again, the, again, this wow. is brilliant. Ooh, I, I get a Just, interesting... I mean, uh, you're going to turn me wow. into a rosé lover yeah, here. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say. Sure. I know. Holy smokes. I love smokes. the color of this the most, I think. So this it, is, it is uh, wow. 50% Merlot. My goodness. And... That's very nice. 50 percent Cabernet. Yeah. Jennifer, complete yeah. honey you get a, flavor. I get a honeyness really to good. it. I do. Yeah. 
I get, but I think the color goes along with the wait, taste. Wait, wait, wait. How did they, this, is, this tastes like they added honey to it. It does. Did they? No. no. They would never do that. No. No, they could do that. But how oh do they God. make it so much like honey? Yeah, it's, it's a really nice. Okay, this is so, crazy. Okay, so I'm thinking, what could you have with this? I'm oh, thinking, my gosh. Oh, no, 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 I got it. Honeycomb with some brie cheese mm. or even goat cheese. That's right. Mm, Just yeah. uh, it's really, it's a nice, uh, it's, a, uh, it's, it's crisp, it's dry. Um, you you do kind of get a little, t- you get, you know, the, the basically um, what I'm tasting on the back end. Is that dryness in the back end? The drying, end, but yeah. I'm starting to yeah. get tea. I'm actually starting yeah, to get a little bit, a little bit of, like that, a tea. Uh, of black tea. Well, that's very nice. I mean, black I would get tea that. and honey. I would drink this. Oh my, my this is fantastic! Yeah, you know, I did this is n- partially this pick this <laughs> because um, you you like Bordeaux. I know. I know you oh no! Well, I appreciate it. this, and I would definitely drink this on my yacht. The, yeah, this is this is this has taken the lead in my book. This is number yeah, one. Right is, now. I think the millennials are on to something. Absolutely number yeah. one. Actually, that's number one for I you. Actually, um, Man, I'd have, yeah, I I'd have to agree. This is my favorite so far. This mm-hmm. is a wonderful. I get the cherries, the strawberries. It's just uh, the nose is so fresh. It's just wonderful. Okay. So let's move to our fifth wine. Fifth wine. Okay. Fifth wine um, is um, P.H. Morel, and it's a Tavel. So Pierre, uh, uh, Pierre uh, per, what's his name? P- Henri, Pierre Henri. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. Morel, uh-huh. uh, who learned from uh, Michel Chaboutier. Who's right. known for uh-huh. uh, fantastic wines, mm-hmm. um, and so uh, you know the reason I picked this wine, and this is a vintage 2014, by the way, in the retails 12.99. This is the only ageable rosé. What? Yes, only it's ageable rosé. So you don't think about rosés being ageable. That's interesting. Yeah. So well, now, yeah, I was going to ask. All of these are um, seem to be of basically recent vintage this is like dark cherry and so this color. is like a red cough syrup color yep so um, oh, it's not that bad well it's, i'm just saying the color but it's it's a really it's, it's a, no it's cisco a, berry mark no, no. no um, it's very it's very nice it really is it's bad when we don't have enough glassware because you know you want to savor and so then yeah. you start moving on to other glasses yeah so I'm, I'm moving ahead i'm going to smell okay so i'm going to uh, a little backstory here uh please for, for all the listeners well wow, that's nice um Tavel is an appellation in the Southern Rhone uh, that has a distinction of only being permitted to produce dry rosé. Hmm. That's all they can make. Oh, wow. Um, no red or white wines are allowed. Uh, the red grape varietals used are Grenache, which is what's in this particular um, bottle, Syrah, Mouvadre, Cinso, Carignan, and a plethora of more plethora well, of more i'm gonna try i mean i tried it it's very good um for flavors i'm getting kind of a again a strawberry cherry it's very nice um it's good amount of acid and tannin but it's a very nice wine i really like it who likes shirley temples well right here grenadine this is oh so, yeah so grenadine that's yeah, right wow i get a little graham cracker now uh, look, I see that too. Yes. No, okay. So, so um, well, well, hold on. Hold so on. Let's let's vote this, on our wines here. This, this is, one uh, is delicious. Yeah. yeah. Um. And and what I want to do is let let's vote on a mark. But then I want Alex to just take a minute to recap what we've done here. Uh, we've got maybe a minute left here. So let, let's. So what we'll do is Alex say the first wine that we drank. Okay. Uh, Bouglier Rosé de Anjou. So one one out of five bottle caps. What did you give this one? Well, I, I like this one. I'm giving this uh, a three. I, I like this one a lot. I gave this one a four bottle cap. Four. Uh, yeah, good. I'll say four. 
Yeah, and good. and then uh, the next one, Domaine Le Rabut. Yeah, this one intrigued me, right? And so I I got I'm giving it a four because I don't know what to think of it yet. Okay, it's got a lot of promise. Okay, I, I give it a a three. It was a little muted for me. Two. I'll say. No, two. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's two for me. Uh, okay, I get that. next one. Weinzer Krems Blauer Zweigel yes. Rosé. Yes. Pronunciation's a five. Oh, why? Yes. Thank you. Thank see, you. See that? I try. I that, try. That was that was fantastic. I'm giving <laughs> that one a four. I give this a four too. It was very nice. I because the effervescence. Yeah. A five. Awesome. I oh, absolutely wow. think Good. it's Good. fantastic. Mm-hmm. All right. That. Next. Um, Chateau de Cornon, 2014 Bordeaux Rosé. Um, what do you give it? Look, man. Um, <sighs> I've got to give I've got to hold back I'm giving it a four I'll give this one a three it was, it was a very solid one four yeah three okay and the now last the last one though okay P.H. Morel's I mean, Tavel the ageable rosé so you know you taste it now imagine what it would be like in say five years yeah enjoy that I mean I'm just saying five I'll give it a four it was very good yeah. Uh, I'm four. going all the way. You're right. going all the way with that one. Yeah, this wow. is Fantastic. delicious. Yeah. Well, we're going to post this with Colors our uh, with the wine and the names on our website. Alex, thank you so much for yeah. coming. You are. Uh, we want you to come Woo. anytime, and you're going to come you. again uh, for another wine tasting. I'm so sure. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Uh-huh. You've been listening to another exciting episode of the Wine Fellers. North Carolina's only fine wine radio program. And I've had such a great time today, Mark. Me too, Joe. But the good news is is that the fun can continue online. (laughs) You're absolutely right. Visit us online at thewinefellers.com where you can learn more about today's program and listen to previous shows. See you next week. Songs and melodies Change and change and sway But they still stay the same The songs that we sung when the dark days come Are the songs that we sung when we chased them away If I ever found a pot of gold I'd buy bottles untold of the nectar of the vines Cause I'm gonna die with a twinkle in my eye Cause I sang songs, spun stories Love, laughed and drank wine Tomorrow is another day The cats are out to play, to play That old rusty spaceship wants to sail Into the Milky Way again On a river of red, red wine
I will cry past that wine, past that wine, past that wine.